0: Welcome to the York Duke Activities Podcast. This week we talk with two of our amazing partners from HumanX Ventures, Nick Hoovermail and Jordan Ortmeyer. This is a partnership with a goal of developing student leaders within our activities program. The leadership group that we call the Competitive Leadership Council meets once or twice per month along with smaller committee meetings in between. Beyond developing personally, a few of the initiatives coming from this group include a lowering of student activity pass prices, a clothing drive for Houston Hurricane Relief, and building our B1 theme by delivering YHS posters to businesses around town. But perhaps their biggest impact comes from the unseen things, like rallying students to attend games or writing recognition or thank you notes throughout the year. As you'll hear from Jordan and Nick, our students are doing great things and we are tremendously proud of them. But the work is not done. I hope you enjoy this talk as much as I did. This podcast is also supported by Curtsy's Clothing and Gift Boutique. Curtsy's in downtown York, Nebraska, is the place to go for fashionable and affordable women's clothing and gift items. They're located at 120 East 5th Street, just south of the courthouse. Come see them to get the perfect outfit or gift for any occasion. All right, we're here on episode seven of the York Duke Activities Podcast. Uh, A little bit different episode today. We have some people outside of York High School to talk to. Um, We have Nick and Jordan from HumanX. Um, HumanX is a company that comes in and works with our students on some leadership development throughout the year. Um, Fairly new thing for us. Um, So we're going to ask them some questions about what they do and how they're trying to help york high school students so welcome thank, thank you. you um first of all uh, I'll, I'll start with you nick explain to everyone listening what Humanex is and why do companies schools conferences hire Humanex? yeah
1: absolutely so uh on a big scale we're a non-traditional human resource consulting firm what that means is that we get to come in and specialize in talent and culture with school districts, athletic departments, and businesses across any community. So if we're looking at an athletic department, for instance, like York, what we'll be able to do is come in and support the student athletes and their growth as student athletes. What's unique at the high school level is we can do that on both the student and the athlete side. So we really get to develop that picture of the full student athlete for them as they work through their, their four years of high school and, and continue to look to their future, where they're going next, and what steps they need to take to get there.
0: Sure. and for Jordan Nick may have answered this a little bit but what types of services do you offer schools in terms of students athletes coaches teachers administrators i know you guys do a lot mm-hmm. so what are what's what's the buffet of services that schools can can look to get from you guys
2: mm-hmm. well Ultimately, I would say it comes down to just mainly culture and talent, like development. So basically for teachers, we're going to help them understand their talents and their abilities as a teacher to best impact those students that they see every day. And for student athletes, it's kind of the same thing where... We come in and we help them, you know, learn their talents, become better leaders, learn to utilize those talents, and then set themselves up for further success. So it's a large buffet, actually, of different services, but it's all going to come down to those same principles of actually developing people to be the best versions of themselves. So, Sure.
0: Um, now, you guys as a company, I know, work all across the nation, and you work with some big-time names, um, especially in sports. Yeah. So who are some of the programs and coaches that you've worked with? or that you're currently working with now?
1: Yeah, so some of the, the the biggest people that we get to work with actually come through our Summit series and some of the Summits that we get to partner through. Um, and so every year we host a Summit event, um, wherever that may be. Most of the time it's Kalamazoo, Michigan, and we bring in people. So we've been lucky enough to have the PJ Flex of Minnesota now, the Sue Inquist, the former UCLA coach, the, the Buzz Williams. We've been able to have those people come in, and we've been lucky enough to have them partner with us. And, and, and share their stories with leaders all across the nation in all industries to say the applications that we're seeing in sports, that we're seeing on the court, we're seeing on the field, wherever we're seeing those applications, they actually apply to everything that leaders do. And it doesn't matter the industry that you're in.
0: Real quick, I want to look at macro big picture for HumanX. Yeah. Give us a snapshot of the philosophy behind your guys' work. Why is it important how does it help organizations?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we really start with the why at HumanX. So, our CEO, Brad, really had a good vision when he started the company. So, he wanted to think of a community, right? one where uh, kids would go to school every day and be excited about what they're doing. They would be super engaged to learn because they had great teachers that love their jobs and love to be at work every day. And then they would have parents that come home loving their jobs because, you know, they have a great culture at work. They love what they're doing. They have a great relationship with their managers. It's about creating that great community where there's just this higher level of happiness and satisfaction with all the different members of the community. So that's kind of what our big picture goal is to create in different communities. So that's kind of our overall philosophy.
0: So I'm going to throw a little curveball at cool. you. Yeah. Um, I didn't prepare you for this one, but you can do a little advertising <laughs> for your company. How is HumanX different from something like a Gallup StrengthsFinder type of yeah, type yeah, of system?
1: absolutely. Both are, are, are great tools and great approaches to, to the end goal of equipping individuals with the understanding of who they are. Uh, where I think HumaneX sets themselves apart and where I think we're special in that is that we are a partner with you through, through that whole journey. So the minute that I meet a student, for instance, at York and I sit down with them and tell them about themselves and, and share their talents with them and you see their face light up and they say, wow, no one's ever told me about myself like this or I've never known that I had these talents. That's the rewarding part for us, but that's only the beginning. After that, we can sit down and we can talk with them. Okay, how are you going to apply this in the classroom? How are you going to apply this in the field? How are you going to be competitive? as a student and an athlete. So that's not just getting in the classroom and being really good at class. We want you to be really good on the field, but you gotta have both mixed up. So I think where we're a little bit unique is we're able to come in and, and help that student or help that coach or help that teacher on that journey from the minute they meet us until they were reaching out to us at eleven thirty at night saying, Hey, I've got a question about this that I'm seeing. How do I handle it? And we can right. tie that back in.
0: So that's a good segue into the next part. I wanna get a little bit into the details of what you guys are doing at York. Mm -hmm. Um, So we brought you guys in about a year and a half ago. Uh, We had a goal to work with a small set of students, and particularly we wanted to work with students that are in competitive programs um, like sports, play production, speech, mock trial. While we believe leadership is important for all students, um, leadership in a competitive environment takes a specific set of skills, we felt like, that we could hone in on. So many times these students have a platform and a voice that's larger. So what are some things you've done up to this point with that group of students at York in the last year and a half?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The, f- the first thing that we were able to do is what we call our student-athlete select seven. And that's a really quick snapshot about seven talents of an individual. And so we were able to sit down with each athlete in this group, each you know member of this group, and say, what are you a part of, A? And then how are you going to apply these-, these talents to what you're doing and where you're trying to go? And so to build on that we said okay now what's your season sentence what's that legacy sentence when you leave york high school what do you want kids to say about you it's not going to be about the stats it's not going to be about what grades you got they're going to remember how you felt and so we spent a lot of time building on what's that legacy what are you leaving behind now with every legacy there's going to be struggles and failures so to build on that we've started doing some failure recovery classes with them where we're able to walk them through situations walk them through the steps to say how am i using my seven talents to bounce back through failure and kind of move past whatever it is that comes in my path so we've we've done this the assessment at the beginning to some time spent with them at a conference of ours and then now we've moved into that failure recovery training where we'll build some of their repertoire of, of you know skills to balance out what they're going through
0: talking specifically about the curriculum and overcoming failure what are the main objectives for the lesson that you guys are going to be giving today
2: well, the main objectives for the lesson would definitely be how to maintain positivity and hope in all different circumstances and how to pick yourself up from failure and realize, you know, this isn't a permanent circumstance for me. This is a temporary circumstance and how to develop the that positive self-talk where you can actually pick yourself up from those situations and keep moving forward based on your different like levels of motivation, basically.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what are some topics for future se- future sessions that you might talk about as we go into the rest of the year and also in future years.
1: Yeah, we definitely look at what is that full student athlete picture again. So we're going to continue to have those conversations about that legacy and what steps you take. We're going to have those conversations about failure recovery. And as she mentioned, that that covers hope, that covers optimism, that also understands, well, how am I setting goals in the first place to help myself succeed as I move forward? So the goal setting is going to be a big thing we look at moving forward. And we're also going to want to make sure we're understanding what are some of those things that those tough conversations that as a leader, I'm going to have to have. So there's crucial conversations, trainings that we can work through with them. And it's going to be a lot of steps into developing them, not just as you know, they're here these four years, but giving them some skills that they can use and take with them as they move forward. And what I think is so interesting, just sitting with them and hearing them talk is all of them have the focus of this is bigger than me. This is bigger than my four years. And if I can start something now, that can be maintained past my time here, then that's what I want to do. That's my goal. So it definitely is beginning with this, but you know we play such a small part in what their overall goal is, and I think it's cool to see how they're living that out.
0: Yeah, and when we first brought you guys in, one of the biggest, I guess, keys to the whole program and the whole group was we didn't want it to be these 15 to 20 kids sitting in a room learning about leadership, and then it that's it. Then they go home and they feel great about themselves and they feel like leaders, but then nothing ever happens. When you look at the programs you've worked with in the past, maybe that you've worked with longer, um, what are some of the tangible impacts that these teams or these groups have had for their schools or for their organizations? Yeah, we've had
1: one group that went back and um, it was connected to our Young Leader Summit that we had that you guys were attending. And, and they went back and took the lessons that they learned that day, and they started their own mini summit at school. And so they were able to take the talents they learned and the skills they learned and the activities they were a part of and share that with the students of their school to say, you know what, this is, this is something that everyone needs to hear. And so that's where I think it's unique, and it's also, when you ask for the comparison, it's tough because something that you, Lance, have set for the goal that we've been able to see kind of live out is setting that standard for what this looks like. How do we build a a program that is something that can be replicated across the state, and and we're doing that here. That's something that we're we're trying some unique things here, and I think it's going to continue to grow really, really, really well, and I'm excited to be a part of that.
0: Okay, so I'm biased, and so I can sit here and I can brag about our kids all day long, um, but I have to get your guys' impression on what you've seen out of the York students that you've interacted with so far. Has anything stood out, or what are your general impressions from working with these, these kids.
1: They're inspiring, man. I don't know how, mm-hmm. how else to put it. They, uh, they've been pretty vulnerable with us. We've, you know, we've heard stories of their the, these kids and how they've grown as leaders and as, you know, as students and where they are now. A lot of the young men and women that we get to spend time with, they have built themselves into people who it, this is only the beginning of what they're going to be able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So, to say that they're inspiring is probably a good word. Um, motivated is probably mm-hmm. a really good word. Real is probably another word. They, they get it. They understand that mm-hmm. you know there is a much bigger impact that they can have than just these four years, and they're thinking that long term. So when you get statements from them and that legacy sentence they send to me, and I, you know, I just sift through them and share them with you, Lance, but when you get ones that say, I want to leave this school and have every student feel like they have the opportunity to succeed in whatever challenge they are overcome with, That's powerful. That's where you can sit down and say, Yeah, these kids get it. And they're going to go somewhere and do something pretty special. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, that's the kind of stuff that I see on a daily basis, but Mm -hmm. I can only share so much of it. And (laughs) sitting in my chair, you know, when you say it, people, you know, he's supposed to say that. Mm -hmm. But it's nice to get that affirmation of how much our kids are doing from outside groups and and the people that can really see the impact. So moving away from York for a second, Mm -hmm. I want to get a little more into details with you guys personally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I know you're big fans of John Gordon, other than the, maybe the two people listening that don't know who John Gordon are. Are there any books that you recommend to people that you work with other than
2: John Gordon books? I would say Great Teams by Don Yeager. That's an amazing book. He wrote it about, you know, how to have that great culture on teams, like how to coach the best way and, you know, how to have those teams that just, they flow, they're amazing together. And that's one of the most impactful like books, not only for sports teams, I think, but even just when you're in a culture at work, like you're still a team at work. So that's a great one, I think for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the the author of this book escapes my mind, so I apologize. But I have one that's called The Enemy Called Average, and that's something that we talk about a lot: is how are we moving forward from just being average? Everyone can be average; that's an easy step. But what are you doing? to be better than average every single day. And so the enemy called average, another one that we talk about a lot at work is Rookie Smarts by Liz Wiseman. And, and that talks about how are you bringing in the, the outside source of who you are and saying, I'm new to the situation, but that means I probably have just as much, if not more to bring to the table because I've never seen the way this is done. And so one of our partners, um, Mike Lubafeld in Illinois, he says, twa diddy, that's the way we've always done it. The Rookie Smarts challenges that and says this is a little different.
0: We joke around here in the office um, because I came in new last year and um, my secretary was also new. And so we were just kind of making our own way. And um, we heard that a lot was we didn't do this last year. That's the way we've always done it. And so that was kind of an inside joke for us saying, you know, we don't want to hear that anymore, you know, and we want to challenge everything that has been done, even though um, they had a great culture when I came in and everything was running really well. I didn't have to change a whole lot, but we still wanted to challenge a lot of those ideas. Um, So that's funny that you bring that up. And then Todd Whitaker is a big education guy. And I think it was his quote. If I'm misquoting him, I I apologize. But (laughs) he said, um, when you hire new people, um, you don't hire them to stand in line. You hire them to start a new line. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of the way we approach it as well. In talking to a lot of our students, and, and some of them even on this podcast, one of the number one things they suggest to be successful um, is organization and time management. Huge for high school kids. What are some strategies that you guys use personally to stay organized and for time management?
1: Yeah, I'm considered kind of a nerd in this, but I have, I when I was in school and working, I had two planners because I wanted to make sure everything was well organized. So I, I used to use two planners and it took me, Uh, quite a few years to find one that that i really felt good about but i finally think found that so time management for me is a planner and writing everything out doing to-do lists making sure i stay organized and whether it's a big task or a little task for me if i'm able to cross that off i'm able to say yeah i got something accomplished today so that visual to be able to say yes i got Mm -hmm. something done um that's probably the biggest thing for me but what about you jordan
2: um, I would say for organization, every Sunday when I was in college, and it kind of moved over until my work life as well, but I would always take an hour to myself and just plan out my week and like my goals for the week, what I wanted to do, and then I would plan out like which day I was going to do which basically goal, if that makes sense, and then that would help me in college with tests and stuff like that too, They're just making sure you have enough time to study and everything like that, so I definitely recommend that to the York students going to college next year. But also a really good tool that I have is called a Passion Planner, so... It lets you map out hourly like your weeks, your months, and then it also helps you map out the next five years of your life. So it'll help you figure out what is the most, you know, loftiest goal that you could see having for your life. And it lets you plan that out five years ahead of time. Like if you were anywhere in five years, what would you be? And it gives you like the tools to do that and motivation quotes. And it's just amazing. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend those as well.
0: Very good. My last question is more to do with HumanX again as a company. So I would think that a company that specializes in human resources and maximizing people would have some innovative employment practices. Mm-hmm. So how does human, what does HumanX do for their employees that you might not see in other places?
1: I think a big thing that we have that I, I think is pretty unique, Culture's a buzzword right now. Um, people talk about it, people get it, people can identify it, but how are you building one? I think what's unique about human X is that we're always building our culture um, and we're building a culture of family. So we know everything about each other in the best way possible. We know each other's families. We spend time and we put a really big emphasis on that family side of things. So our team building events when we have them isn't just getting our team together, but it's getting our families together. It's getting those individuals together. So I, you know, I know the people I work with, but I also know the people that support those people that stand behind them as as their family. And I think that's unique, but it's something that we're seeing more of out there. I don't know what what your thoughts are, Jordan, but I think for us, for me specifically, it's just that family side. We really Mm -hmm. are. Close, and we spend a lot of time team building, but it's it's intentional. It's not just by accident.
2: Mm-hmm. I would say a really good practice too for Humanex is doing what we call diamond drops. So, basically, whenever anyone does something worth recognition, which is quite a lot in Humanex, we love to recognize each other. We were able to write them a little note, put them on their desk, um, make sure that they know, like, hey, you're just doing a great job, and that's a huge part of our culture. It's just that constant recognition and you know, admiring each other and not being afraid to go up and, like, ask for help or anything like that. It's just a very open culture. It's, like, nothing I've ever worked for. So, I would say we're definitely very good at that.
1: Yeah. So, I think another big (laughs) thing for us is when we're looking at who's joining our team, we talk a lot about the who. So, the resume is awesome. The resume is a a good roadmap to show us where you've been. Um, But that's really where that, that starting point goes. We, we really want to look at who the person is and if they're going to be a fit for us and if we're going to be a fit for them. A lot of times you think in the traditional sense, oh, we want them so they're going to work here. Well, Maybe not always is a great fit for them. So we want to make sure that we're giving everyone the best opportunity to succeed and we spend a lot of time with other organizations on that and we, we practice that ourselves.
0: Very good. Well, um, I think we have to get to our kids here in a little bit and um, have our next session on failure recovery. So I appreciate you taking the time and being on the Duke podcast for um, this episode. So thanks very much. Appreciate it. Go Dukes.